Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing? Happy Easter Sunday. Um, You guys are looking good. Um, Welcome to the tribe. Uh, My name is Jesse Dan Yusuf, the lead pastor of the tribe assembly. And today is our Easter special. And um, we've titled it Crowns um, for a particular reason. Thank you. Amen. Okay. um, Yesterday, um, yesterday night, my younger sister called me. She has a four, four year old girl and um, she was she, the girl was so excited to tell me that she could recite um, John 3.16. And um, she asked her mother, what's the meaning of eternal life? And her mother was like, uh, how do you explain eternal life to a four-year-old? She, she, she told her, her daughter, um, eternal life is when people don't die anymore. And she was like, ah, mommy, no, people die now. So my sister was calling me to tell me that we should, Eva and I should just get ready that at any time we'll be answering philosophical questions. But you know, I, I, I went to bed just thinking, how is that a four-year-old could even, you know, she, in her mind, in her own way, she's debating the finality of life. Do you understand? Like she's, her mom is telling her that eternal life is when people no longer die. And she's saying, no, but people die. And I was telling, um, the tribe on um, our prayer meeting the other day, I was saying that I was watching um, the interview between Larry King and Stan Lee. And Larry King asked um, Stan Lee about death. And Stan Lee said his issue with death because both of them were eighties and both of them are late now. Stan Lee said his issue with death is it's final. That he cannot comprehend that after he dies, that's all there is to it. And I felt sympathy because no Stanley, like no Larry King, there is more. Amen. We know that there is more. We know that there's eternal life at the end. We know that we are not just here and then we live for 80 years or so and then we are gone. We know that there is more. Glory to God. For the Christian, death is a doorway. The apostles called death sleeping, sleeping in the Lord. For those who are in Christ, he says, anyone who has died in Christ, they are sleeping in the Lord and will be reconciled with them someday. Glory to God. Amen. But we believe in eternal life because of the resurrected king. Hallelujah. Just like my um, niece was debating if people ever live again. The early church, some members of the early church were debating this as well. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul was, he was saying, how can some of you say there is no resurrection? Don't you understand that there is no resurrection? We are of all men to be most pitied. If not for the resurrection, like I said, in this life, if all we have is Christ, if all we have is Christ in this life, then we have nothing. But we have something eternal. Hallelujah. We have life after now. Amen. 
So Jesus is not just for now. He's for the life to come. That's why he resurrected. To show us that this life that he has now, that we can have it. And all we need to do is believe in him. Amen. Now, even the disciples, they doubted it. Some of them went back to what they were doing. Peter and his goons, they went back to fishing. Others, they just dispersed. Until they started encountering the risen Christ. And the Bible tells us that at a point they were gathered and Jesus appeared in the midst and said, peace be still. I, I wonder what that must have been like. And now Thomas, who was not present, said he wouldn't. When Jesus left, he came back. And when Thomas returned, he said he's not going to believe their story until he sees Jesus and he puts his hands in Jesus' wounds. Then Jesus showed up for Thomas. Do you understand that? The Bible says of all the disciples, only Thomas was absent. But Jesus showed up for Thomas to show that he is risen. And Thomas put his hands in Jesus' wounds. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, you believe because you can see me now. But blessed are those who believe even though they don't see. But here's the thing, guys. One of the biggest debates... In Christianity is this. This is the miracle of the resurrection. Because that's why we are gathered. Not even because of the virgin birth. As miraculous as that was. Not even because of the many miracles he did. As beautiful as all, and glorious as all those things were. We are gathered here. You and I. Because of the resurrection. Hallelujah. So that's why the angel told Mary Magdalene and the other woman. Go and tell the others that Jesus is alive. Our entire journey in faith is living this life we now have in Christ and inviting others to live the life Jesus is extending towards them, which is what? Eternal life. Now, our vision here at the tribe is to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father has expressed through His Son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus said in John 17, 3, that this is eternal life, that you know me and I know you. Amen. So our entire walk as Christians is what? Knowing this eternal life we have in Christ Jesus and inviting others to experience the eternal life as well. Are you, are you guys tracking with me? Amen. Now, like I said, the, the things that have been debated the most is this resurrection. Um, how many of you have seen this old film, Ben-Hur? Um, it was really not, not the Morgan Freeman one. That one did not, did not do well. Um, when the original film was released in 1957, I believe also, it swept the Oscars. And now this was a film that was adapted from a novel. And the author of that novel used to be an agnostic. And he was on a train with um, a former atheist who had now become a Christian. And he, um, the, the colonel told him that, you're a writer. Why? Do, you know, they were talking about faith and religion. And he invited the author of Ben-Hur to, he said, you're a writer. Why don't you investigate the resurrection? Now, this man, he now moved to the Middle East. He moved to Jerusalem for some time. And he now became a Christian. The result of his faith was this classic novel now, Ben-Hur, which now was adapted some years later as um, the film which swept the Oscars. How many of us know the film I'm talking about? You guys know, like two, are you, everybody had that cassette. Abby. 
Amen. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Investigate the resurrection. Now, Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 was making a case. He was saying, how can you say there is no resurrection? There are people still living. He called some names. He said, you can go and ask them. They encountered a resurrected Christ. But let me just read some objections about um, the, the resurrection and, 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 and how it came about. So some people say that the tomb was empty because of the swoon theory. So there's a theory called the swoon theory where they said Jesus did not die on the cross, that Jesus fainted. Now, the story is for him to have uh, um, been on the cross, of course, he was flogged, right, mercilessly. And what else? He, he, he was nailed um, in his hands and in his feet. So how is it that someone who fainted on the cross will wake up and roll away a tombstone? So some also suggest that his disciples stole his body. Now, I don't know about you, but why would I go through the trouble of angering the, um, the Roman Empire to prove that something is not true? I don't know if you guys get what I'm saying. So, like, the, the other theory is that the disciples stole the body. So, why would they go through the trouble just to say, and they gave their lives, the 12 of them, and more were martyred, to just prove that Jesus was alive, so they stole the body. Come on. Another theory is, the ghost theory. So, there's a swan theory, there's a theft theory that someone stole his body. But um, even in that theft here, we see that, um, don't worry, we see, we see that um, measures were taken, right? Roman soldiers were placed at the tomb. Then the third theory is called the ghost theory. The ghost theory is <laughs> that the person that the disciples saw was a ghost. And that he appeared to them multiple times. But now I want you to think, that will now invalidate the ministry of Paul, who went around, his sole purpose at the time was to kill Christians. So Jesus appearing to him and saying that, um, why are you persecuting me? Do you understand? Like his entire ministry, why would he be staking his, um, his reputation, all that he had garnered all, all over the years to defend a ghost? Not Paul. So it was not a ghost. And it was not a group hallucination. Are you with me? For those of you that the Lord has um, delivered you from high weed, I don't, maybe you tell me. No, I'm just, <laughs> you know, when you, you, you're repented, so I don't mean like anybody's here, it's your old self, right? But you just, you don't need to raise your hand. Just nod so that we'll know from where. When you used to smoke weed with your guys, do you, you know when you start seeing things? Right. Who said here? <laughs> Please lay hands on her. Okay, but you know when you start seeing things, yeah? <laughs> okay. I've not seen two people see the same thing. Am I right? <laughs> nice one. No, or doctors or pharmacists in the house, is there a drug that will make people like 
see the same thing. Is there a hallucinogen? How do they call them? Hallucinogen. That makes people see the same thing. That they will see Jesus. That he will appear in their midst. And they will put their... Is there any like that? Yet. None. None. Okay, no. No, doc, no doctors are, are shaking their heads. So it's, it was not a group... Um, <laughs> it was not a group hallucination. They saw the resurrected Christ. Amen. That's what changed their story entirely. I want you to understand. Peter went back to fishing. He had walked with this man for three and a half years, and he just said, Omo, I wasted my life. People told me, like, I was wasting my time. He went back to fishing. Um, history and tradition tells us that Thomas, who doubted, died in India preaching the gospel in a nation where there are 300 million gods. In fact, right now, um, I think his hands also are buried in India because I, I heard that the Roman Catholic Church um, um, wanted a part of his body. So part of his body is buried in Rome. Let's not get into that. But this is Thomas giving his life. Do you understand? For the sake of the gospel, for something he doubted, Peter was executed upside down. All the disciples gave their lives for something they believed in. Do you guys get? It wasn't a joke. Even Paul now explaining to the Corinthian church. This isn't, he was telling them, this is not a theory. I saw the risen Christ. There are people alive today that saw him. And if we don't believe in the resurrection, then what are we doing here? But we believe in the, in the resurrection. So what does that imply? It means that Jesus resurrected and he has that new life he was claiming to give us. And which means he's extending it to us. Hallelujah. And all we have to do is believe. Everyone say believe. All we have to do is believe. Nothing else. We don't have to work for it. We cannot earn it. We don't even deserve it. I'm sorry if that was the lyrics of the song. But it's the truth. Amen. You can't work for all we have to do is believe he has done it already. Just like Jacob said in his spoken word piece. That what we experienced in time was already done in eternity. Because the apostle John had a glimpse of, um, of, of what we, in the book of Revelations. He had a glimpse of the future. And he said he saw the lamb taking the scroll, opening it. And he said the lamb looked as if it had been slain. Before the foundations of the earth. Glory to God. So to, what happened 2,000 years ago was not a fluke. Are you with me? It was not random. It was planned. Jesus said, you cannot take my life. I'm laying it down. So who killed Jesus? He laid his life down for us. He sacrificed for us. But what does that imply? That if Jesus resurrected, it means that um, we can believe every other thing he said, right? If he said, I am the resurrection and the life, and he resurrected, then we must believe every other statement Jesus said. So if he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's not saying that I am a way, a truth, and a life. He's saying, I am the, making a definite statement. So there is no Jesus and. Are you with me? It is Jesus and only Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So I want to invite you this morning 
If there's anybody that does not know Jesus yet, I want to invite you to investigate the resurrection. And just as I made the example of the film Sixth Sense, I want you to look at all of the Bible and all of God's revealed word. word. I want you to look at the life of Jesus through the lens of the resurrection. Because if he truly resurrected, right, it means every other thing he said is true. So even the resurrection, we don't stop there. The story does not end there. Hallelujah. Just as Jesus exchanged his crown of thorns for the crown of glory, we too, the Bible tells us that we will be receiving crowns. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, we are told that there are five crowns that the believer receives. Let me just go through them quickly. Hallelujah. Is anyone being blessed? There's a crown of life. There's a crown of life in James 1.12 and Revelations 2.20. 2.10, pardon me. It says, it's bestowed upon those who persevere under trials. There's the incorruptible crown, which Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 9.25. He says, it is imperishable. That's, um, um, Paul tells us that. He says, for those individuals who have demonstrated self-denial, and perseverance. There's the crown of righteousness in 2 Timothy 4 verse 8. It is promised to those who anticipate the second coming of Christ. Hallelujah. There's the crown of glory, 1 Peter 5 4. It is uh, 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 um, appointed to ministers who serve the Lord without um, any selfish ambition and the people that lay a good example. There's a crown of rejoicing, Philippians 4, 1, 1 Thessalonians 2, 19. It's given to those who win in the faith. Hallelujah. So, as much as we are going to have eternal life, as much as we are going to be done with this earth and exchange this bag of bones and flesh for an incorruptible body, hallelujah, we are going to be giving new, we're going to be giving new bodies, but we're also going to be giving crowns. Hallelujah. So, like I said, please don't just look at Jesus and see a victim. See a victor who is bringing to you an inheritance. Hallelujah. And like Peter says in 1 Peter 1, that he is keeping an inheritance for us. It says we are born again through the resurrection and we have an inheritance in Christ that is incorruptible and imperishable. Amen. So we have an inheritance as much as we have crowns. The resurrection affords us an inheritance. So we are not going to heaven and you're thinking of, oh God, what will I do with all my social media followers? What will I do with all my wealth? What will I do with my clothes? No, there is much more. Tap your neighbor and say there is much more. Listen, guys, there will be no need for, you know, putting up, um, uh, 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 um, you know, all the things we do just to appear good. There will be no need because we will have new bodies and there will be no more trouble, no more shame, no more guilt. Hallelujah. Amen. Then, guys, the resurrection proves that there is life after death. Amen. The Bible tells us that Christ has conquered sin and death. Amen. 
every one of us, I'm longing to see my father, my late parents. I'm longing to see my late brother someday. I'm longing to see my late father-in-law someday. Because they all died in Christ. And just as the scripture says, they are asleep. And we we are longing to be reunited with them someday. Hallelujah. So don't look. I want you to interpret your life. And the life of your loved ones, as much as if they are, especially if they are believers, through the lens of the resurrection, everyone who has fallen asleep in Christ will be resurrected someday and will be reunited with them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand, guys, we are going to receive a crown of glory, an incorruptible crown. Hallelujah. A crown of righteousness, a crown of victory that is waiting for us, that is waiting for you and I. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Please don't be like Mary Magdalene. I'm not putting her down. I'm just saying in that instant. Don't go to the empty tomb. He's not there. Amen. Amen. Interpret your life through the lens of the resurrection. In Jesus' name, we pray. Can you just bow your heads, everybody in the room? I want to make two prayer requests. If you are here and you have never made that decision to know Jesus... Can you just raise your hand? I'm inviting you not to a denomination, not to even a local assembly. I'm inviting you to an eternal, everlasting family of God where you have life forevermore. If you're here, can you just raise your hand? You've never made that decision before. You have never made that decision before. Second group of people I want to pray over. You're sitting in this room. You're a Christian. But your faith walk has been highs and lows. It has been undulating. I want you to just raise your hand. And I want you to just make this decision to give yourself once more to Christ. Please just raise your hand. Just raise it quickly. Everyone bow your heads, please. Just raise it, please. I want to see who I'm praying for. If you're making that decision again, beautiful. Beautiful. The rest of us, can you just be praying? Just be praying for yourself. Just be praying for yourself. Father, I thank you for these ones. I thank you for the ones raising their hands. I pray, mighty King, that they see you in all your glory. That they see that you love them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray they feel your power, your love in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that they experience your, your, your goodness, your mercies in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. You can put your hands down. I want to, um, please, if you raised your hand, please do not leave after the service. Ask for Philip. He'll be standing by the um, air condition in behind and he will love, to sp- uh, will love to speak to you after service. Please do not live in a hurry. The third set of people, I'm, we're still praying, please just bow your heads. The third set of people I want to pray for, I want to pray against the spirit of fear of death. Just raise your hand very quickly. Just very quickly. You've been afraid of dying. 
Come on, just shoot your hands up. I'm praying over you. The rest of us, just be praying if you're not in the category. Just raise your hand. I want to see who I'm praying for, please. Fear. We're praying against fear. We're praying against death. Just raise your hand. I pray for you. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will rest on you. The Bible tells us that the same Spirit that resurrected Christ is the same Spirit at work in you. So the resurrected King is resurrecting you. So I pray for you. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will rest on your heart and your mind in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray the peace of the Lord to overwhelm you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that you hear His voice wherever you go in Jesus' name. I pray that if there's been anything spoken against you by the power of the blood of the Lamb, we cancel it out in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on tribe, I need you to agree with me on this. We cancel this out in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Father for answered prayers. For in Jesus' name we pray. The rest of us just lift your hands praying over you. Just like Paul said, the same spirit that resurrected Christ is the same spirit at work in us. So I want you to just say, Holy Spirit, if there's anything in me that is dead, that should be alive, Lord, raise to life. Come on, I want you to prophesy over yourself just like Ezekiel did. Speak over your life. Come on, I can't see your hands. I want you to receive that power. Come on, tribe, just pray. If you pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Say, Lord, the same spirit that resurrected you is resurrecting me. Anything that is dead or was dead in me, just pray. Come on, Malakana, just for a few more minutes. For a few more minutes. Say, nothing is dead in me. Nothing is dead in me. Nothing is dead in me. I am alive in Christ. I am alive in Christ Jesus. I am alive in Christ Jesus. I am alive in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.